Game two of three West Coast games for the New Jersey Devils. Tonight we will be taking on the LA Kings. There's a lot to look forward to, especially with the debut of Alexander Holtz. Hopefully Mackenzie Blackwood is ready to go. And basically, I hope the New Jersey Devils are ready to rebound from that god-awful performance from the Anaheim Ducks game a couple days ago. Hopefully the specialty teams units have gotten together. Hopefully the defense has gotten together. And hopefully we could get some sort of offensive firepower. Like I said, with the debut of Alexander Holtz, I'm expecting some great things for the Devils. And joining me today to talk all pregame notes is Sarah of Locked On Kings. So buckle up, everybody. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 12.34 a.m. Eastern Time, November 5th, 2021 at the time of this recording. And guys, it is game day for the New Jersey Devils. We will be taking on the LA Kings in another West Coast battle. So if you missed the last episode, I basically talked a lot of stuff involving the New Jersey Devils. So first and foremost, I talked about the tripping penalty that was assessed to P.K. Subban. So if you missed the last game against the Anaheim Ducks, uh, P.K. Subban lifted his leg. He tripped uh, Trevor Zegres. And as a result, the, um, the committee fined P.K. Subban $15,000. And I basically talked about the style of play that P.K. Subban has been playing because it dates back to not only the Calgary Flames game in which he did the same thing to Lucic, but it dates back to a scrimmage game in which he got tangled up with Ryan Reeves. I think that was unintentional, but you know it's getting harder and harder to defend P.K. Subban when he continues to do things like this. So I think that is a final warning for P.K. Subban because the next time he does that, he will definitely be suspended. So he's already been fined twice. So three strikes and you're out. And I'm sure the uh, committee has already uh, taken into account that uh, something similar has happened against the New York Rangers in a scrimmage game. And then I also talked about something that ended up happening later in the day. So I talked about how Lindy Ruff basically needs to be a man of his word and just, you know, switch things up a little bit. And I said, it's time to bring up Alexander Holtz because in four games played for the Utica Comets, he scored five goals. And by the way, it was just so beautiful of how uh, he was informed that he was brought up to the New Jersey Devils because uh, apparently the coach of the Utica Comets uh, told Alexander Holtz, hey, have you ever been to Disneyland? And I think he responded by saying no. And I'm sure that he said, well, pack your bags. You're going to the New Jersey Devils because they're in LA right now. So uh, I thought that was really cool to say because uh, I, as a avid Disney lover, I, I love Disney World, but I, obviously Disneyland is in California. So that was actually a pretty cool way of telling Alexander Holtz that he got brought up. So, hey, maybe he should go to Disneyland after the game if the New Jersey Devils end up winning. So, uh, yeah, just just I'm glad that Alexander Holtz is finally giving his chance because I said in the last episode that he deserves it because I don't know what the New Jersey Devils are doing, but they needed to get on their horse and basically just, you know, give him that chance because what else do you got to lose? Because we're missing a bunch of guys. We're missing Jack Hughes. We're missing Miles Wood. Dougie Hamilton has been listed day to day, which, by the way, not really 100% sure of how true or untrue that is. I won't really uh, talk about that, but still, you know, just based on what's happened in the past for the New Jersey Devils, I'm just saying, like, let's just be a little cautious and let's just, you know, keep our expectations uh, somewhat low in terms of, you know, him returning in the next few days. I don't think that's actually going to happen. So it's a lower body injury he sustained in the first period against the Ducks. And 
listed day to day, but hopefully it doesn't turn into something more serious, you know, because I'm thinking about the Miles Wood situation this year and I'm thinking about the Nico Heizer situation last year. So anyway, uh, yeah, the, basically we're dealing with a lot of injuries. We're going to be playing the LA Kings and the schedule is not going to get easier for the New Jersey Devils. So, you know, I just said like, you know, bring up Alexander Holtz to switch things up a little bit. You really got nothing to lose and maybe it could give more of a sense of firepower because he has a sniper on him. We saw the connection that he had with Jack Hughes, Sharon Govich, and also Mercer during the scrimmages. So I said, you know what, maybe bring him back up just to shake things up and just get that more firepower of a player inserted into your roster. I feel like that could be a good thing. So anyway, there's a lot of talking points in this game going uh, into the LA Kings matchup. So uh, I don't want to discuss it alone. So Sarah of Locked On Kings will be joining me for a crossover. So we're going to be talking about both of our respective rosters, what to expect in this game. And I make not one, not two, but I make three predictions. So please stick around for that. So before we talk to Sarah of, of Locked On Kings, I need to give you guys the first and only live read this morning. And it comes from betonline.ag. So we're back in better than ever a new web interface uh, for the start of the basketball season and more props odds and lines than ever before uh bet online remains your number one spot for all of the basketball and football action this season head to our new updated desktop or mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just use our promo code locked on to receive your bonus from basketball football baseball postseason nhl oh by the way uh speaking of baseball postseason congratulations to the atlanta braves for winning the world series they did it for hank aaron boxing and ufc and i'm looking forward to that uh, Kamara Usman and uh, Kobe Covington fight round two. So hopefully Usman uh, breaks uh, Covington's face once again. So right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easy way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Visit our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. And remember to gamble responsibly. Okay, it's crossover time, and it's time to preview the game against the Kings and Devils. So let's talk to Sarah of Locked On Kings, and she's going to give us all the details in regards to the Kings organization. Let's take it away. So the Kings are finishing up their homestand with a game against the visiting New Jersey Devils. The Devils have already played uh, down in Anaheim, so this is their next stop. And so today we're going to be talking uh, with Trey Matthews, host of Locked On Devils, here to tell us what is going on with New Jersey? So Trey, thank you as always. Uh, what's the what's the general picture of what life is like right now for the Devils? You don't want to know the life of the New oh, Jersey no. Devils. Oh no! Because it's injury, 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 and injury. Because first and foremost, Mackenzie uh, Blackwood. I project that he's going to play against the Kings uh, when this episode goes live. The, the game will be uh, you know later tonight. So my prediction is is that. Um, uh, Mackenzie Blackwood will make his uh, debut tonight against the Kings. Um, so, but he, that will be his first regular season game played. And uh, Miles Wood is out until like 2022 at this point, because <laughs> um, Jack Hughes is going to be missing. I believe it'll be four weeks now because last week it was announced that he's going to miss five weeks. So I think we're down to four weeks, but that's when he's going to be reevaluated. And uh, for anyone who does not know, Miles Wood was given a worse timeline. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a while a, a while before we see uh, Miles Wood. And then uh, Dougie Hamilton recently got injured in uh, the game against the Anaheim Ducks. It was a lower body injury. He's listed day to day. But for the New Jersey Devils, I'm not really too confident with that assessment. Um, so, yeah, just just injuries have been plaguing us right now. And I most recently questioned what Lindy Ruff was doing in terms of just um, 
you know, pairing guys with the right guys. Um, I, I question what Mark Recchi is doing on the power play because our power play was atrocious against the Anaheim Ducks. Like uh, we were like, I believe, oh for five. We only got like anywhere from three to five shots combined on all five of those power plays. At one point, we were outshot in a power play opportunity, w- w- which can never happen. We just look like a deer in headlights. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a mess right now. And I really had high hopes for this team going in. Mm-hmm. I really thought we could be like a dark horse, but um, yeah, yeah. It, it's not really looking too good, but most of it is just stuff that's out of their control. So most of it is just injuries. So, you know, Jack Hughes, Dougie Hamilton, Mackenzie Blackwood, mm-hmm. Jonathan Bernier has also been dealing with injuries. He's, but he's, uh, he's back. So uh, that, that's a good thing and uh, Miles Wood. So yeah, just, just injuries are plaguing us right now. It looks like it's been kind of an up. I mean, obviously we're very early in the season, but it's been kind of up and down, like not really too many really pro- prolonged streaks of anything, winning two games in a row, losing two games, but that's kind of it. Is it, just, is it really just the injuries that's kind of making it hard for the team to get into a groove? Yeah, because here's the thing for for some of you who might not know this, but uh, before Jack Hughes got injured, he had 10 takeaways in two games played. So we had played the Chicago Blackhawks and then we played the Seattle Kraken and then uh, Laws and checks Jack Hughes into the boards really hard, which I don't think it was a dirty play by Laws. And I think it was just wrong place, wrong time for Jack Hughes and Lawson's uh, momentum just got the better of him. But uh, yeah, after that, we, we, we just totally went into a into a completely different direction. So Jack Hughes really uh, was the one who was asserting himself on the offensive zone for the New Jersey Devils. And, you know, when, when we lost him, that was just a big hole that we needed to fill. And, you know, I thought Nico Heizer could be the one to do that, but he hasn't really stepped up his game too much. And that's our captain. So um, I would say injuries are a big part. And if Dougie Hamilton is out for a few games for the New Jersey Devils, then, oh boy, that's that's not going to be good. But no offense to you guys, but if we need to win a game, like if we need some security, mm-hmm. now's the time to do it, especially, mm-hmm. you know, since it's not going to get any easier for us. We we need to get some gimme wins. And I, I, I'm i not trying to disrespect the, the Kings. I'm not trying to, you know, throw shade or anything, but if if it has to come against um, mm-hmm. you know the Los Angeles Kings, then mm-hmm. so be it. Because you guys are sixth in the Pacific Division, and right now we're just finishing up our West Coast uh, trip right now. Yeah, it's, I feel like every everyone always kind of remarks on how you know the trip through the West Coast used to be like you know teams would feel like if they got one point at the end of those three games against Anaheim and the Kings and San Jose, they're like if we get one or two points, it's great. And now playing all three of these teams, it's like ah we should win at least two of them. Right. It's yeah, like, it's a because, very weird, weird for all of us. Because here's the thing, Sarah, we play the sharks next in our West coast, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, trip. Then we play the Florida Panthers <laughs> then the New York Islanders, then the Boston Bruins, then the New York Rangers. Then we can play like, uh, you know, I guess an easier team like the senators. Cause they're also very young, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, like I said, it, these gimme games are getting scarce and scarce in these next few matchups, especially when we're dealing with a lot of injuries. So uh, for the Devils, if I had to be confident in them winning a game, it had to come at the hands of the Kings. I'm sorry. Hey, that, that's fair. That is more than fair. Um, and it seems like the kind of the kind of a game like the Kings are on a little bit of a winning streak. And it sort of seems like the kind of game that they might come into and be like, ah, we can kind of blow this off. And then, you know, they end up losing six, nothing or something. So I feel like this one could go, go one, one of several ways, but yeah, I, I see definitely for the devils, how this is one that they want to, you know, get off to a good start. Um, 
looking at the roster, you know, it, the, the top scorer is, well, there's, they're all kind of tied and one of them is hurt because it's Dougie Ham- Hamilton, but you've got like Andreas Johnson and Pavel Zaka uh, as your top scorers and really everyone else is just, it, it seems like scoring is not happening that much for you guys. What's it, it, who is kind of the offensive threat on this team, um, especially with guys like Jack Hughes uh, missing now? Yeah, that's the thing. We're trying to figure that out. <laughs> so Andreas Janssen has been on a roll recently. Then uh, you got Dawson Mercer. I don't know if you have his stats pulled up. He's actually doing pretty well right now. I love his aggressiveness, even if he doesn't score, even if he doesn't get an assist. He's still trying to make some sort of impact for our team. At one point, he uh, in his first, I believe, four or five NHL games, he had a point in each of, uh, of those games. So uh, Dawson Mercer, I believe right now is the guy we're kind of turning to to make things happen because uh, recently over the weekend, he was able to get uh, some production from Jesper Brat and Brat uh, went like, I believe, like five or so games without scoring a single point. Like he didn't have a goal. He didn't have an assist and we had to move him down to the bottom six. But uh, once he was paired along with Mercer, once he was paired along with Janssen, then, you know, things started to go a little bit better. Pavel Zaka has also had his moments. Uh, He was able to get two goals in a recent game. And then uh, for Andreas Janssen, he's definitely taken a few steps forward because last season it was just an ugly showing from Andreas Janssen just because, um, uh, he, he just looked lost out there for the devils. Like, you know, at first we tried to make him a top six guy last year. He was supposed to be one of our go-to guys, but that wasn't working. He was struggling. He wasn't getting any production. It was to the point where we had to put him down on the fourth line. And then, um, you know, we had to make him a healthy scratch in a few games. And, uh, last year, Andreas Janssen appeared in 50 games. He had five goals, six assists for a grand total of 11 points. Now he has six points through eight games. So he's well on the pace to break that scoring uh, that's dismal year wide open. So, uh, and if he keeps this up, maybe he could do what he was able to do in 2018 and 2019 for the Maple Leafs, in which he appeared in 73 games. He had 20 goals, 23 assists for a grand total of 43 points. Albeit, you know, he kind of did have some help because, you know, when you're playing with Matthews, when you're playing with Marner, when you're playing with, you know, all those guys, your scoring numbers are going to go up a little bit more. But, you know, I think Yonson is making the most of what he's given in New Jersey. So, uh, if Janssen can put up that solid production, like his numbers are nothing spectacular. They're nothing great. They're nothing to write home about, but they're it's solid production and it, it just gives you an extra option. So if he's able to put up those kind of numbers, I'll be happy. So I think for, for teams, you know, like I think both of our teams who are still kind of in the rebuild, getting better kind of phase, uh, sometimes seeing the young talent debut in the NHL is a really exciting moment because you're like, ah, here's the fruit of, of all of our labor of, you know, getting high draft picks and stuff. Uh, it looks like you guys might have one of your prospects potentially making his NHL debut against the Kings. Uh, the, the Devils called up Alex Holtz, uh, who was the 2020 first round pick of the Devils. What can you tell us about this player uh, if he does indeed get in the game against the Kings? He definitely will get into the game for against the Kings. I can assure you that there's no way Lindy Ruff is going to make him a healthy scratch. It's just because we need some, I said it in yesterday's episode, Sarah, we, we need some sort of firepower. Like we need something to help us keep us afloat while we're dealing with this array of injuries. So with Alexander Holt, he, he has a sniper on him. We saw this in training camp. We saw this in the prospects camp uh, 
uh, for a few games. We saw this in scrimmages. He just had a good connection with uh, Sharon Govich, Hughes, Mercer, all those guys. He was able to put up great production. I don't know if you knew this or not, but he was on the top line in a prospects game against the Boston Bruins, and he was paired alongside Dawson Mercer and um, Nolan Foote, and they were able to put up seven points total for that game. So uh, Alexander Holtz, he, he uh, I believe, let's see, he has – five goals in four games played uh, for the um, Utica comments. And I was just like, it's time to bring him up. I don't know what we're waiting for. I don't know how much worse is going to get because the reason why he didn't make the roster, and I was actually stunned by this, uh, they, they, they said that they wanted to give him more power play opportunities. They wanted to give him a bigger role for Utica because, you know, they just felt like he wouldn't get this role for the New Jersey Devils. And I was just like, okay, you know, I guess that's fair. And if I had to choose between Mercer or Holtz, I would have chosen Mercer because I just felt like Mercer was making the plays that you really can't teach. It, it, it just comes from having a high hockey IQ. And then, um, you know, I, I said Alexander Holtz should definitely get his chance. And then, um, you know, he, he like I said, he was doing well for the Utica comments. And uh, it, like I said, it, it's just time to bring him up. It was time to shake things up. And uh, he has a sniper on him. He's a he's a goal getter. Um, so, so I'm liking, uh, the move for the New Jersey Devils and he certainly will make his NHL debut and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. So Alexander Holtz, that, that product from Sweden, it's time for him and Mercer to make an impact. So he and Mercer were actually playing really well in the scrimmages for the New Jersey Devils. And I, I said like, you know, I expect both of them to make the team, but I gave the slight edge to Mercer, like I mentioned. So. Uh, the fact that I'm going to see Alexander Holton and most likely him being paired with uh, Mercer, I hope I hope this is the case. I really want to see him paired with Mercer once again, just because I feel like they have a good dynamic. Maybe I wouldn't mind if Sharon Govich is also paired with uh, Holtz because maybe Holtz can help Sharon Govich get going, going a little bit. And I made a prediction a couple episodes ago. I said Sharon Govich, if he doesn't score in the Anaheim Ducks game, he's going to score in the L.A. Kings game. So that's a player to look out for. I like it. I like it a lot. I like the boldness. I know you predicted uh, Holtz getting caught up on your show. So I, I feel like any, anything you predict, I'm like, well, it's probably just going to happen because clearly, <laughs> clearly you've got it going there. Um, yeah, I kind of have a good eye for these things. Like yeah. some of my predictions have been correct before. And, I like and, it. You know, even if I don't get the score right, I get like the differential, right? Mm-hmm. So like I say, you know, if it's four to three, I, in my prediction, it, the game ends up being like three to two. I mean, that, that you use that, uh, use that skill wisely because that, that's a good one. I, I wish that I could uh, <laughs> predict anything that this team does with any sort of accuracy. It's a little bit of a wild card this year. Um, looking at the Devils going into this game, uh, you know, aside from injuries, uh, because like, like you said, especially missing Dougie Hamilton, uh, Jack Hughes, those are some major parts of the team. What do you think are kind of the, the, this sounds like a job interview question, but like the devil's biggest strengths and then weaknesses going into, into this game. <laughs> strengths. <laughs> uh, let's let me think. Um, let me look at the list. Uh, strengths is they don't give up. I guess they, they, when they want to, they could put up a decent fight. Like usually when they're down, they, they put up a decent fight, but it's usually too little too late. Mm-hmm. Uh, weakness specialty teams, mm-hmm. no ifs, ands, or buts about it because, uh, in our last game against Anaheim Ducks, it, it really proved things because we went like 0 for 5 in our power play opportunities. We gave up two power play goals to the Anaheim Ducks, and then mm-hmm. we gave up a shorthanded goal as well. And it was on a weak spin around backhander shot 
uh, and from uh, I believe it was London Strum. Yeah, it was London Strum, and that that shouldn't happen. That shouldn't. That there's no way that should have gone past Bernier. And speaking of which, Bernier is a former king, right? Mm-hmm. He is. He is. Hmm. A, I guess uh, I don't uh, mind Bernier being in net against his former team. Yeah, I, and I feel like he the the other teams that have played him against the Kings, uh, he usually does pretty well. He's he's a a victim of the long line of goalies who realized they'd never get to be a starter because Jonathan Quick was there. Uh, so I, I think he's done pretty well in his career against the Kings uh, since moving on from them. Okay, so we've talked about the Devils. What can I expect from the Kings? Uh, so the Kings, first off, the defense is questionable at the moment, um, much oh. like you guys have. Uh, well, it's even more questionable than usual, I guess. Um, I know you guys are missing Dougie Hamilton now. We're missing two of our defensemen, uh, Drew Doughty and uh, Sean Walker are both out. They're both guys on the right side. Uh, Doughty's out for uh, like six or eight weeks or so, and Walker's out for the year. So they are kind of scrambling to, to patchwork their defense back together. Uh, it's, it's, ki- it's kind of defense by committee. It's not as bad as I thought it would be. Um, but you know, there's only one Drew Doughty. And even if you're someone who doesn't think he's as good as he was anymore, um, he still is, you know, the King's top defenseman. So that's a big, some pretty big shoes to fill. So I would say Doughty was third on your team in points with uh, seven in four games. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. He had, uh, you know, he had an amazing first game, um, against, against Vegas, the Kings basically like decimated Vegas and it was really fun. Um, and then, yeah, everyone started getting hurt. Um, and so, you know, that, that's a real challenge for the Kings right now. Um, there's some of the younger defensemen are kind of stepping up, um, and, and getting opportunities that maybe they wouldn't have gotten this season because they would have been stuck in the AHL or maybe being like the extra defenseman or something. But, uh, I, I would say that's something to keep an eye on. Um, if you can get past the defense, which is possible, highly probable in some, some ways, uh, anything could happen. Um, in terms of what's going on up front, uh, um, Andre Kopitar is still amazing. Uh, he leads the team in points uh, like he does every year, uh, you know, all because he's over 30. He isn't slowing down any. He's still the best player on the team and is always kind of a formidable opponent, um, especially if they're able to get him out there against, you know, some lines that he can really kind of take over with. Um, and then in the offseason, the Kings added Phil Deneau, who was uh, in Montreal for the past couple years and uh, is a really good uh, number two center, very good defensively. Uh, and his line, you know, you expected it to be more defensive, but they're also putting up some good points. Uh, he and his line mates are, are doing way better than I expected on offense. I kind of expected them to be more of a shutdown line, but they're also contributing a lot in terms of goals, which is a pleasant surprise. Uh, and then one other player I'd say to keep an eye on is uh, Arthur Kaliev. He is the uh, second round draft pick that everyone thought was going to go in the first round. Uh, and he slid down to the Kings and is finally getting kind of his kind of the game together at the NHL level. Uh, he scored a goal and then also scored in the shootout in the Kings last game. Uh, and he has just an amazing shot uh, in the OHL. He was one of those guys who scores at will pretty much from anywhere on the ice. And he's, you can see it that he's kind of finally getting the hang of what you need to do to get past an NHL goalie. Uh, he did really well in the AHL last year. He led the reign uh, in scoring and now he's getting his feet wet in the NHL. And he is someone who I would say watch out for when he has the puck because he is going to try to make something happen. 
All right. What about uh, Kapitar? I mean, he's perfect in every way. Um, he, I mean, he, yeah, he still leads the team in points. He is always, you know, an offensive threat and adding in Phil Deneau to the team, I think has taken some of the defensive responsibility off of Kopitar, um, because now he doesn't have to take on all of the really hard starts. They have another center who they trust defensively behind him. So he is, you know, he's always been the team's leading scorer, but I feel like this year he is getting a little more freed up to be creative. He had a hat trick in the team in the opening game of the season. He's uh, scoring at more than a point per game. So uh, he is, he is someone who you always are going to have to watch out for uh, no matter what. Okay. So uh, what are your expectations for the Kings? Because I already know my expectations for them, which, you know, not really high. And like I said, <laughs> we're, we're about to face a tough part of our schedule, especially mm-hmm. with us being down so many men. And I'm just expecting for us to, you know, we got to get this win mm-hmm. if we just want some, you know, security because it's not going to, I don't think it's going to be pretty the next few games for the New Jersey Devils, if I'm being completely honest. So mm-hmm. what are your expectations for the Kings in this game and overall just in the season? So in this game, I'm expecting them to come into this game with a lot of confidence. Uh, they have now won, let's count them, one, two, three, well, three, three, three games is still better than no games. They've won three games in a row. Uh, they were all sort of three different kinds of wins. Uh, the win against Montreal was kind of never in question. You, you knew they were going to win the whole game. Against Buffalo, they kind of came back from behind. And against uh, the Blues, they had it sealed up until like literally the last seven seconds of the game. Uh, and then it had to go to overtime. So they're, they're finding ways to win games in different ways. So I think they're going to come into this one feeling confident. Um, and, you know, 50-50 does that backfire on them. And they're a little too overconfident and, you know, let some of, you know, like kind of let their guard down. Or are they confident enough to win, you know, against the Devils? My my guess is that I think they're going to win. Um, just they've been playing really well as a unit. Uh, there hasn't been a whole lot of things that I watch and I'm like, what are you doing? Uh, but they can always surprise me. And, you know, n- nothing, nothing they do would be like, well, they can always surprise me. It's not right. They like nothing they do would surprise me, actually. Like if they lose this one, I'll be like, oh, yeah, well, that happened. <laughs> Well, they're coming off a uh, three to two shootout win against the the Blues. So, mm-hmm. uh, just tell me about that game. Like, um, it, how are they riding that momentum? Because right now, you are right; they're on a three game win streak. So that's something I also need to factor in. However, <laughs> you know, your wins came against the Montreal Canadiens, yeah. the Buffalo Sabers, and you know, I guess out of all those teams, I guess the Blues are the best one. And you know, like I said, three two shootout. So. How yeah. are you guys riding this momentum going into this game against us? Because right now we're kind of in a rough patch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that last game was very up and down. Um, you know, the, the Kings got scored on first and then they came back and tied it and then they had the lead. And then literally the last seven seconds of the game, uh, the Blues had pull, pulled their goalie and scored to tie it up. Um, they had a really strong overtime and then, you know, they pulled it together and won in the shootout. Uh, I think it was it was a pretty emotional game because they had to recover from that blow of we literally had the game and we just couldn't get the, the like they literally lost. Well, not lost. They, it went to overtime because they just couldn't hit the empty net, which was painful to watch. Uh, so I, I think that there there is probably kind of riding a high of saying we maybe didn't deserve to win this one, but we pulled it out. Uh, and so, so taking some of that attitude of of that win into this game, I think will be there. Uh, and I think maybe 
you know, a little bit of not taking it for granted because I think that they sort of sat back towards the end of that game and gave up more opportunities than they should have. So, you know, I'm, I'm hoping they learned a lesson out of that one. Um, this is the third time they played the, the Blues this year and the first time that they won. Uh, the last two games against them were not very good at all. So it was also kind of emotional to finally figure them out and, uh, and win that one. So uh, I'm hoping they've learned their lesson uh, after that game, but we'll see. Okay, so Jonathan Quick or Cal Peterson, who who can I expect in net for uh, the uh, Kings? So, you you know, if you had asked me this question a couple of weeks ago, I would say that it probably would have been Cal Peterson because what Todd McClellan has been doing is kind of going back and forth uh, between them. They're kind of getting a split amount of starts. There's no clear starter, and they know that. Um, but Jonathan Quick has been playing really well lately. Um, and, and that's, that's not just like the Kings fan Homer in me saying he's playing really well, because I certainly will acknowledge when he looks like garbage, uh, but he has been keeping the team in games that they probably shouldn't have been in. Uh, it took the team a while to get him a win because they just sort of kept letting him down. Uh, and so I would expect that he would get the start again, just because he has been uh, doing really well. It's the whole like ride the hot hand thing. So I'm guessing you're going to get Jonathan quick. Okay, so Jonathan Quick, eh? I so guess let, so. We'll let's see. see. Six games played. Record is two, three, and one. Goals against average two point four seven. Save percentage nine fifteen. Okay, all right. That's that's pretty good. I mean, Jonathan Quick is, if I recall, has been struggling the past few years, hasn't he? Yeah, it's all. It's always been kind of up and down. Um, it, there's been more struggles than not. Um, and I know over the off season he had, uh, I think he had like a, a surgery to correct some, you know. I'm sure that every part of him is just broken. So, you know, there might've also be, there might also be a little bit of change in his game because of finally addressing, you know, body issues that he hadn't been. Uh, but it, yeah, it, it's no one expected much from him this season. You know, everyone knew that the team was going to be splitting starts between uh, uh, quick and Peterson, but you know, the idea is that Peterson's eventually going to be the starter, but Todd McClellan has also been like, listen, whoever's playing better, they're going to get more games. Um, and right now it's Jonathan Quick and partly, you know, the team has played very poorly in front of Cal Peterson. Uh, so it's not entirely his fault. Uh, the, one of the games that he lost in like epic fashion, I think it was one of the Blues games where they, the Blues scored like four power play goals against the Kings uh, because the Kings just kept taking stupid penalties. Like, I don't know, you know, you can't entirely pin that on him because his team wasn't being very helpful. Uh, so, yeah, Quick has definitely struggled. I think a lot of fans are, you know, have been ready to move on from him for a while, but at the end of the day, he looks better. And I think everyone is confident with him in net right now. I was kind of surprised that the Seattle Kraken didn't take him in the uh, expansion draft. If I'm being completely honest, I'm surprised they didn't take a lot of people because they Mm could have taken uh, Tarasenko. They could have taken Subban. Uh, I think there's a few other players that come to mind, but uh, yeah, so I, but then again, you know, Subban has that awful contract, and right now Subban's <laughs> been in controversy for tripping. Yeah, I covered that in my m- most recent episode. Then, uh, you know, Tarasenko's been battling injury, and then you know, Jonathan Quick, based on what you said, his track history, I uh, I guess I could see it, but I I just I just love the name, just, just like that that if I was on NHL uh, the mm-hmm. video game and just like creating my team, I would have picked all three of those players just because for their namesake. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Just for their namesake. But, okay, so for the Devils, um, last week, Mackenzie Blackwood said that 
he didn't anticipate playing uh, last week, but this week, mm-hmm. like, and I knew he wasn't going to play in the last game against the Ducks. I just said, okay, there's no way um, uh, Mackenzie Blackwood said this, uh, I believe like on Friday and he was anticipating maybe first game of the week. I think it's been a few days. We just uh, put Scott Wedgwood on waivers. So, uh, you know, that, that kind of got me questioning a little bit and Scott Wedgwood got picked up by the Coyotes, by the way. And um I, but I think it it also has to do with the fact that I think we have trust in Nico Dawes, uh, who we brought up from Utica and actually did pretty solid against the um, Buffalo Sabres. I think that also plays a factor a little bit too, but I think it's time for Mackenzie Blackwood to make his debut this season. And as much as I want to see Jonathan Bernier go up against his old team, it, we I, I'm saving Jonathan Bernier for the San Jose Sharks game because I want a goalie who's already played a few games under his belt already got has his legs under him. Uh, Bernier didn't have his best game in, in the last matchup against the Ducks, but I'm not going to hold that against him because the specialty teams more failed him. Uh, but, you know, Bernier didn't help things either. But I, I, I think it's time to give Mackenzie Blackwood his debut this season against you guys before we, uh, you know, play some tougher opponents during these next few or so games. Once again, no offense, but I, <laughs> I expect Mackenzie Blackwood to make his season debut after, you know, recovering from uh, heel surgery, after getting his COVID vaccine, I think it's time for him to uh, finally make his debut this season. He's already played, I guess, technically this season because I've seen him in a couple scrimmages. But, you know, I, I, I'm talking about regular season. So I, th- I think it's time for Mackenzie Blackwood. And I'm going to make a few predictions. So, All right. I like it. OK, uh, you, you may or may not like this. So <laughs> players to look out for Sharon Govich and Holtz. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Sharon Govich, I said, if he doesn't score in the last game, he's certainly going to score against the Kings. I said, give him the next two games. He's definitely going to get his first goal of the season. I think it's his time. And with Alexander Holtz coming into the mix, there's an extra added firepower. There's an extra amount of hype. There's an extra jolt in the step for the New Jersey Devils. So I expect Alexander Holtz to get his first NHL uh, career point. Uh, I, I anticipate he'll either get one or two assists. And with that being said, uh, Jonathan Quick is in net. Mackenzie Blackwood is in net. So you got two solid goalies going at one another. Obviously, uh, Quick has more games under his belt this season. So that does play a factor. But like I said, the New Jersey Devils are probably aware that they're going to have to come out with a sense of urgency because they cannot drop this game. They dropped the game against the Anaheim Ducks. And, you know, that that, that was a game they kind of wanted. Like the Ducks, I, I respect them. They're a good team. Like Terry's been on a roll. The past uh, few games to start this season, he's already in company with Ovechkin and McDavid in terms of being on a streak of, you know, having a point within what, like his first nine or so games of the season. So, uh, and, you know, Getzlaff was able to get his uh, first goal this season as well. And Gibson was just a man on fire. So got to give credit when credit is due. But still, I am I think if you would have asked the Devils, I, I think they were 80 percent sure that they could have won that game. So, um but they, they just lost confidence after God awful specialty teams. So uh, where am I going with this? So I believe the New Jersey devils will come out victorious against the Kings before we have to play tougher opponents because they realize that it's not going to get any easier for them. We're missing Dougie Hamilton. We're missing Jack Hughes. We're missing miles wood. Hopefully Mackenzie Blackwood is back uh, I, again at the time of this recording. I know nothing. I know nothing about uh, the status if he's playing or not. So don't quote me on that. I, I'm going to wait for official word, but um I'm going to say the New Jersey Dells are going to come out victorious by a score of four to two. All right. I I believe Alexander Holtz will put, will give the offense an extra jolt in their step. 
I believe he'll have like a Dawson Mercer type effect where he makes an impact right away. And, you know, I, I don't think Quick is going to have his best game, but I don't think um, Blackwood is going to have his best game either. But like I said, Blackwood is coming back from injury and it'll be his first game of the year. So uh, I, I will say four to two. If not, I'd say a one goal game. And I wouldn't be surprised if this went to OT either. I know I'm putting a lot of predictions on the boards, but I say the <laughs> New Jersey Devils will win uh, against the Kings and my final score prediction four to two. All right. I like it. Well, I can't wait to see uh, how this one ends up. We'll see if you're right or not. Uh, if you win, uh, you'll win like the satisfaction of being right because I have no prizes for the show. But how about some uh, built bars? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I can send you some in the mail. I, I think I've got a couple around here. <laughs> Great. Because they, they don't send it to my college. They send it to my home in Philadelphia. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So needless to say, like, it's been hard watching these West Coast games with no built bars. But um do you have any predictions Sarah any players to look out for or final score predictions or uh do you want to rebuttal anything I said yes yeah, so I think my I think my final score prediction is I'm gonna go with three two kings um I do I do kind of like the idea of overtime I mean I hate the idea of overtime because it stresses me out but I could see this being another one that goes into overtime for the kings um players to watch out for like I said Kopitar uh always dangerous always a scoring threat um, another guy to watch out for, uh, Alex Ayafalo, uh, who has spent the past couple of years playing on the first line with Kopitar. Uh, now he's moved down to the second line with Phil Deneau, Uh, And Ayafalo is having the kind of season that everyone else is kind of finally starting to take notice of him. Uh, and those of us in, in the Kings world are like, yeah, where have you been all this time? Uh, he's a really good defensive player, but is also the offense is really clicking for him this year. So I would keep an eye out for him. Uh, and then on the blue line, I'd say watch for a guy named Kale Clegg. Uh, he is a younger defenseman. Uh, he's been had kind of an up and down trajectory with the Kings. Uh, he, you know, got was exposed to Seattle. Everyone thought that Seattle was going to pick him and he didn't go. Uh, he you know, snuck through on waivers earlier this year and got caught up in the aftermath of these injuries to, to Dowdy and to Walker. And I think he knows this might be kind of his last shot at, sticking in the NHL, at least with the Kings, uh, and he's making the most of it. Uh, he's a young puck-moving defenseman and has looked really good on the power play for the Kings, which has been uh, clicking uh, not amazingly, but more than usual for them. So I'd keep an eye out on the power play for a kid named Kale Clegg. So those are, those are my picks to click and my prediction. Okay. All right. I'll hold you accountable to that. All right. Awesome. My favorite Built Bar flavor is the uh, cookies and cream. So... I will I will call my mother and see if I have that laying in my room because I have I have so many built bars I don't even know what to do with them. Just sitting there waiting for you. <laughs> sitting waiting for me, and I'm sure I got a few other stuff from Locked On that I still need oh, yeah. to open. Oh yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your predictions for your your thoughts on who to keep an eye out for on the Devils. For Devils listeners, uh, where can they find you, Sarah? So I am on Twitter at right said Sarah. I do indeed have that fancy little check mark. Uh, and then Locked On Kings is at Locked On LA Kings on Twitter, where I try to tweet about games and just general thoughts and feelings as the Kings are playing. And of course, the podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Sounds great, Sarah. 
Excellent. Can't wait to see how this game goes, and uh, thanks for chatting. So we'll see what the Devils do against the Kings. Um, I'm hoping for the best because, like I said, it's going to get tougher for them down the road, but hopefully this game goes well for them, and we're going to be wrapping up our West Coast travel against the San Jose Sharks this weekend as well. So be prepared for that, and then we got to play the Florida Panthers. So, yeah, it's not going to get any easier for the New Jersey Devils. So uh, that's all the time I have for you guys today. Thanks for listening. Thanks again to Sarah once again for doing this crossover. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening, and go Devils, and I'm just hoping for the best.